0: Following is a presentation of Artisan Church in Rochester, New York. Well, as Pastor Jesse indicated, I intend to keep this part of the service short so that there's a minimum of me standing here talking, which is difficult um, for children. Adults usually have no problem with it at all because I'm very entertaining and interesting, um, but sometimes for children it's hard. <laughs> And uh, yes, there are coloring pages, and no, there is not an age restriction on who uses them. So, um, We're concluding today uh, a six-week series called Being Christian, which is named after the book of the same name, uh, written by Rowan Williams. And the book uh, was our artisan spring read, and so lots and lots of people in the artisan community read this book along with us as we... Talked about the four topics of one of one of one for each of the chapters: uh, baptism, Bible, Eucharist, and prayer. We had a really good experience for this. We uh, so many of us bought this book that we actually sold Amazon.com out of the book temporarily, which was uh, I think that's the first time we've ever done that. So nice job, everybody! Um, and today we're concluding uh, the series with a baptism service. Baptism was the first topic of the. Of the book, and it was the first sermon in the series. And today we're actually doing the thing, which is going to be really wonderful and really fun. But I wanted to give you uh, a couple of final notes on this series. One is if you're looking for where to go next, Rowan Williams has written a sequel to the book. <coughs> Excuse me. It's called Being Disciples. You may remember that I emphasized a few times throughout the series that this is not really a book about how Christians behave, it's really about what, what are the marks of Christian people. In other words, if you're among Christian people, you'll see these things happening, baptism, Bible, Eucharist, and prayer. Um, and I wonder if some of you might have been kind of longing for that next step, like, you know, what do Christians actually do? How do we act? <laughs> what does it mean to be a Christian, not just to be Christian in the sense of being part of a Christian community? If that was you, I recommend you read this next book, Being Disciples. It's uh, approximately as short, which is a great thing uh, for those of us who want to read um, without committing ourselves to months and months of work. Uh, I think there's maybe five or six chapters in this book. I haven't gotten through it yet myself, but it's very good so far. And uh, if you enjoyed being Christian, I recommend you read Being, being Disciples. And then, uh, because I have no other place to say the following, even though it has almost nothing to do with, with the whole being Christian thing and with baptisms, is I want to tell you what's happening next week because I need your help. Next week is Pentecost Sunday. And we have a wonderful tradition at Artisan Church on Pentecost Sunday. Where we try to kind of mirror what happened in the life of the church together on the day of Pentecost, which is that the Spirit descended on them and they s- started speaking in other languages, and the gospel was being proclaimed to people all in this multicultural city in their native tongue, native tongues. And uh, so, what we do on Pentecost Sunday is we use the four readings that are assigned by the Revised Common Lectionary for Pentecost Sunday. Um, and uh, those are easy to find with Google if you just search for lectionary, and it's spelled kind of the way you might expect it to be spelled. Um, you can find those four texts. And what we do is we have people who know how to speak or at least read uh, a language other than English, we ask them to read each of the four texts in that language so that it's read in... We've had all kinds of different, uh, different languages reading the scriptures over the years with this tradition. And after that, we have it read in in English, which is the first language for most of us. And we have four different people share a brief devotional reflection about each of those texts as well. So what I need in the next seven days (laughs) is uh, I have one volunteer who will share a reflection already. I need three more people who will look at the text this week, and it doesn't have to be anything fancy, you don't have to go into the Greek or the Hebrew, you don't have to be wicked smart, as we say back in Maine, although we say wicked smart, um, you, you just have to ha- have a, like a, an experience with God in, in reading the scriptures. And if that's you, regardless of who you are, um, I would love to hear from you. Right now, I, I suspect, now I don't, you know I don't do this very often, but I suspect that the Spirit might be speaking to a few of you saying, hey, You. <laughs> you're supposed to do that. Please don't ignore that voice if that's the case. I would uh, Not least because we will have a very short and boring service next week if you do. Um, but I actually really think it's good for you to respond and to say yes to the Spirit at times like that. So, that's next week. I also need four people who can read in languages other than English. Doesn't matter what it is. Please do not choose any of the fake science fiction languages. I don't necessarily care for Klingon or Elvish. Or, I don't know any of the other ones, that's as deep as I go into nerd town, but um, languages that are actually spoken on our planet uh, (laughs) would be preferred. (laughs) Isn't it funny that at Artisan Church I have to say that and like six people go, oh, come on, (laughs) what a bunch of nerds we are. Anyway, that's next week, Pentecost Sunday. Seriously, folks, I haven't because of the way the schedule worked and the way my brain sometimes fails to work, I haven't had a chance to put this out there for you until today, and it's right up to it, so I need you to get in touch with me. See me after the service today or email me, scott at All right? All right, enough of that. Let's talk briefly about baptism. What I want to do is sort of just recap the, the basics of what Rowan Williams taught us about baptism in week one of this series. And if you were here with us, you remember... That then in chapter one, or, or at least this is my summary of chapter one, that there are two, uh, baptism is a sign of two things. First of all, it's a sign of a new identity, and secondly, it's a sign of a new job. So it's a sign of a different person that you have become, and it's a sign of the different work that you have to do now as that new person. And so let's talk about identity briefly. In baptism, we place our identity in Jesus Christ the Son of God, who was himself baptized in the Jordan River by John and who, when he emerged from the water, received the physical presence of the Holy Spirit. Remember, the the Spirit descended like a dove. And heard the audible voice of the Father saying, This is Jesus, my beloved Son. With Him I am well pleased. And this entire scene, you may recall, uh, mirrors the story of, Uh, the first story of creation in Scripture, where the Spirit of God hovers over the water and the voice of God speaks into existence all that we know. And so, in baptism, our identity becomes that of God's beloved children, just as Jesus was His beloved Son. We receive the power of the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that descended on Jesus like a dove in that river, and we become the objects of God's Creative work, specifically God's re-creative work, we are made into new creatures. Remember what the Apostle Paul says in Second Corinthians five seventeen: If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. That's what it means to have a new identity, which is signified and symbolized and embraced in baptism. But it doesn't end there. Because as God's beloved children, marked as adopted sons and daughters of the Father, receiving the gift of the Spirit, we are also given a new mission. That's why I say that we have a new job to do when, we, when we're baptized. See, we take on not just the family of the Son, but the mission and work of the Christ. And that means that we, like Christ, re-enter the world to participate in God's work of restoring humanity. Can you you just get your mind around that for a minute? As the baptized, it is our job to re-enter our worlds, to turn away from where we were, to go into the world with a new perspective and a new job. And that new job is nothing less than participating with God's work of restoring humanity. By the way, this is the way God works to restore humanity. I don't know of any others. And so if we say no to that job, I, I believe that some of God's work doesn't get done. And what that means is that uh, for us to, to re-enter <coughs> our world with this new job, is that we, like Jesus, have to descend into the chaos. That's sort of symbolized if you do an immersion baptism. That's not the type of baptism we'll do today. But you descend into the chaos. Under the water, you, you, you literally can't live. You can't breathe there. And the images of baptism... Uh, can you fire up that worship meditation slide that we had? Uh, a lot of the iconography around baptism shows Jesus in the river with all the, all the, uh, all the pagan gods under his feet in the water. All the chaos underneath there. Can you see that on the screen? I don't know how clearly you can see that. It's our work to descend into that chaos. And Rowan Williams says, to be a Christian is to be affected. You might even say contaminated by the mess of humanity. (laughs) Or as it's put here on the screen, you don't go down into the waters of the Jordan without stirring up a great deal of mud. (laughs) In other words... Not to put too point of, find a point on it, but if you don't want to get your hands dirty, don't bother coming to be baptized. Don't bother trying to follow Jesus because it's not, it's not a clean, sterile existence. Here's the rub. Baptism places us in proximity not only with God, which, yay, but also with everyone else that God has invited into fellowship with Him, which sometimes... Not so yay. It's, it's a beautiful thing, but it's a messy thing. Because as always, we would really prefer, wouldn't we? We would really prefer to manage the guest list. Right? For God's great party, we would like to have veto power on who's invited. But that ain't how it works. As I said earlier in this series... If you want to lose your seat at the table, pretty much the only way I know for sure to do that is to start managing who else gets to sit there. Those are the people that Jesus said, no thank you, not you, not now. And so there's this beautiful, messy tension in baptism and in all the steps of faith we take thereafter, which is that we are in proximity with God, and that means that we are in proximity with all of the other people that God is working in and through. And that's what we embrace in our baptism. It's a beautiful thing. And so today, um, we have some people who have expressed a desire to uh, be baptized, to be plunged into that beautiful mess of, of divinity and humanity that is our life as the baptized ones. And so, uh, I would like to invite Heather Lee to come forward first. And I'll have you come right over here, Heather. (laughs) Why don't you come right over to this side, actually. Dear sisters and brothers in Christ, as God called and chose his servant people Israel and made covenant with them, saying, I will be your God and you will be my people, so in the fullness of time, God called and chose Jesus Christ to fulfill this covenant for all. Through his birth, life, death, and resurrection, God has made a new covenant of grace whereby we say, I am yours and the people you have given me. Today we come to claim the promises of that new covenant, rejoicing that our Savior Jesus Christ instituted baptism as a visible sign of covenant making, our washing with water by the word, our habitat in Christ crucified and risen, our bonding in water with brothers and sisters in Christ, our solidarity with those with whom he is in solidarity, and our commissioning to serve in Jesus' name. Let us hear baptism's promise and call, the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, I'd like to pray uh, a prayer of blessing over this baptismal water. But first, I want to tell you about a wonderful tradition that we have at Artisan with our baptismal water, which is that uh, for every baptism we've ever done at Artisan, we have saved a little bit of the water. We actually put it in a bottle and keep it in our refrigerator. Um, And then when we're ready to do our next baptism, we take it out and we add it to the waters of baptism. And so this is is historic baptismal water from Artisan Church, which is a a really neat tradition. And so let me add it now to, to the rest of our water. And let's pray. We thank you, almighty God, for the gift of water. Over it, the Holy Spirit moved in the beginning of creation. Through it, you led the children of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt and into the land of promise. In it, your son Jesus received the baptism of John and was anointed by the Holy Spirit as the Messiah, the Christ, to lead us through his death and resurrection from the bondage of sin into everlasting life. We thank you for the water of baptism. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. By it, we share in his resurrection. Through it, we are renewed by the Holy Spirit. There, in joyful obedience to your Son, we bring into his fellowship those who come to him in faith, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now sanctify this water, we pray. By the power of your Holy Spirit, that this child of yours may continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Savior. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit be all honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Today, Heather presents herself to the Church for the Sacrament of Holy Baptism. We rejoice in God's promises to those taking this significant step of faith. And I've asked Heather if she'd be willing to share briefly about why she chose to do this on this day.
1: Hi. It's on. Okay. So um, Scott asked me to make a reflection. And I thought, yeah, I write stuff. I can do this. And it was really hard. (laughs) Um, I can't really focus everything that has come so i'm sure these words are going to be pretty inadequate i'm going to try to focus on one part of why this was important for me so i found out a couple years ago i asked my mom hey so when was i baptized and she said oh you weren't (laughs) so i was like okay and it was really weird because it seems to me that people who get baptized are little babies and new believers and i did not fit those categories Mm -hmm. so i kind of thought about it for a while um never really super considered anything until we read this book, and that kind of gave me a better idea of what it means to be baptized. Um, The work I do, I'm a nurse practitioner. I take care of a lot of people of our city who are really suffering, so I've always had this kind of vague concept of, I am doing God's work. I am um, vaguely doing something important there. But until I really heard those words about um, being with the disordered, disfigured, and needy, and actually getting down with them, and that Jesus is there too, that just like snapped in a connection for me. And I thought, okay, that's a really good reason to do this. That's one really good reason. And so um, I just felt like a really meaningful connection. And so... That's one of them. Wonderful.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Some people want to applaud that, and I think it's a wonderful (laughs) sentiment. We can applaud. So, let me ask you to step that way a little bit, and we'll kind of face each other here right at either end of the table. (laughs) (laughs) Heather, do you now desire to be baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit? Proclaiming this covenant with Jesus Christ, do you renounce all the powers of evil and declare your opposition to a way of life in contradiction to the gospel? Do Do you repent of your sins, confessing Christ as your Savior and Lord and living as his his faithful disciple? Uh, Will you devote yourself to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer? and empowered by the holy spirit will you do all in your power to participate fully in the life of this congregation to do justice to love kindness and to walk humbly with your god i will uh, people of god will you promise to uphold and support heather in her life in christ if so say with god's help we will, with god's help, we will. all right Let's get nice and centered here. I think it would be visually very beautiful to do it this way. (laughs) Heather, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) The Lord uh, uphold you by his Holy Spirit, give you the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in God's presence, both now and forever. Amen. So we're not done yet. (laughs) Um, We have... uh, we live in this this beautiful kind of middle space at Artisan sometimes. I mentioned earlier how we have this um, both kind of ancient historic thing going on and this modern futuristic thing maybe going on and how we, uh, how we like both formal things and informal things. And there's kind of a lot of these dualities that we live in. And uh, those of you who didn't grow up in the church are blessedly... Uh, unaware of one of the main debates in the church, which is whether or not it's ever okay to baptize a baby, And you have churches that staunchly believe that you shouldn't and churches that that's basically the only way they ever baptize anybody. And there's not very much space in between, but guess who lives in that space in between? (laughs) Uh, We do, and our denomination does. And it's one of the things that drew us to the evangelical covenant church way back in the day, the willingness to hold these things in tension and so because we do affirm uh, these two modes of baptism, infant baptism, adult baptism, and we have, as you saw earlier, a, a, a different ritual for parents who prefer not to have their babies baptized, we do a dedication. Uh, but because of that, we do honor the baptism that people received as infants in their own tradition. And uh, and so for, for those people, when they either come to uh, embrace their own faith as adults um, or when they want to make a public declaration of that faith that's taken root in their life. We have a, a yet another uh, ceremony and ritual that we do, which is an affirmation of baptism. And so I'm going to invite Corey to come forward. Corey is one who is baptized at a young age and who wishes to make an affirmation of that, um, that baptism. And so, hi, hi. welcome. Uh, Corey desires to make public affirmation today of his baptismal covenant We rejoice with Corey as he now makes public confession of his faith and claims the inheritance that is his birthright in holy baptism. This affirmation is a sign of renewed commitment of his life to Jesus Christ, to the life and work of the Church of Christ, and to the mystery of the Lord's salvation. Corey received the sacrament of holy baptism as a child. By the grace of God's Holy Spirit, he has received afresh the salvation then witnessed to in baptism. Today we have new cause to offer praise to God whose word does not return void, but accomplishes that for which it was sent. We are glad with the host of heaven who rejoice over one sinner who repents. Corey, having experienced God's faithfulness in your life and knowing the joy of the Lord's salvation, you wish now to affirm your baptismal covenant in the presence of this congregation. You wish to bear witness that God, who has begun a good work in you, will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And we wish to lay hands on you and pray for you, and so to bear witness to the Lord's care and provision. And what I'd like to ask you to do is to come over to the baptismal font here and just dip your fingers in there and feel that water on your hands as I ask you these questions. Corey, do you renounce all the forces of evil, the devil, and all his empty promises? I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? I do. And will you now witness to your faith? I will. All right. And so I've asked Corey to share something, just as I asked Heather to share something with us this morning. So go ahead. Thank
2: you, Scott. Kind of like Scott, I tend to write things down uh, occasionally when I want to get my thoughts out, but... I didn't this time because I just wanted to speak from the heart and off the cuff. And when we started this reading, it kind of hit me that, you know, maybe I should think about doing this type of rededication type of thing. And I started to think, well, what are the reasons that I'm doing this? And it just struck me actually just recently that I'm doing it for three reasons. And bear with me if I get a little emotional. Mm. Um, The first was that I I was raised in the Catholic church, so I was – Baptized as Scott said, as a baby, I think I was maybe six months old. And you know, I thank my parents very much for bringing me up in the church and the fact that they did baptize me. But it occurred to me, you know, and it's occurred to me over the years. I was like, even though that happened, I didn't really have the chance to make the choice, so to speak. And I don't think sometimes you get the chance to really accept Christ into your life until you're an adult and want to make that choice. Um, so that's one of the, the first reason I, I chose to do this now. Second reason is that. Over the last year, is this is where I've really felt uh, Christ really touched my heart in my life. And maybe the first time in my uh, entire adult life. And I knew him touching my heart in this matter. I knew I had to do this. I knew I had to do this again. <clears throat> and the third reason is that I've been at Artisan Church going on a year now. And one of the things or motivations behind this was I needed to do it here. I needed to do it amongst you people. I needed to do it amongst Scott. I needed to do it against, against, or with a place that I feel is my second home and where I feel accepted and why I feel loved, and I couldn't think of a, a better place to do this dedication. Um, and for that, I thank Scott, and I thank all of you.
0: Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. you have made public confession of your faith. Do you intend to continue in the covenant of God made with you in holy baptism, to live among God's faithful people, to hear the word and share in the Lord's Supper?
2: I do, and I ask God to help and guide me.
0: And do you intend to proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed, to seek Christ and to serve him in all people, and to strive for justice and peace in all the earth?
2: I do, and I ask God to help and guide me.
0: Corey, remember your baptism and be thankful. The Holy Spirit, work within you that, having been born through water and spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, I'm going to ask a couple of other people, maybe people who have come to know Corey, uh, to come forward as well and to place a hand on his shoulder uh, in support of him. Would a few of you come forward and do that? Uh, And you don't actually have to know Corey, but if you're a Part of our community. This is a role that you get to play. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the salvation promised in Jesus Christ and for its benefits, the forgiveness of sins, acceptance by you and your people, and the promise of eternal life. We also thank you for our baptism, itself a divine gift, which is a sign and seal of your gracious favor. Now we pray that you will strengthen us with your gifts of grace, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and power the spirit of knowledge and reverence, the spirit of wonder and awe in your presence, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. All right. Now, we, um, we are out of time for baptisms today. <laughs> Although there was this great moment in the in the um, the book of Acts, do you remember this story, where um, Peter, uh, it, who's it? Philip encounters the uh, the Ethiopian eunuch, a man who, ha- for for reasons of, uh, well, we don't need to go into the reasons, um, was prohibited from access to God's kingdom, to, to worship at the temple. And I'm struck that, that sometimes uh, we, we make those same restrictions on people. Sometimes for some of the same reasons, I'm sorry to say. Um, and uh, Philip preaches the gospel to this man. And the man, they're, they're in a, like a chariot. right? And the man is like, hey, there's a puddle down there. <laughs> I see some water. Is there any reason why I shouldn't be baptized right now? And it's that, that kind of moment that, the, that the, the carriers of the gospel have to make decisions. Do I say yes because the Holy Spirit is saying yes to this person? Or do I say no and build the wall a little bit higher? And thanks be to God, Philip was like, why not? <laughs> Who would I be to withhold baptism? So I always try to say that in some way or another. That if someone is like, shouting out for joy, ready to be baptized right now, like the eunuch was, Ethiopian eunuch was in that moment saying, hey, there's water, there's water right here, can we do it now? I always want to give you the chance to do that. But if you're a little bit more stoic and reserved and you think, yes, this is for me, but I'd like to do it in a, in a more staid fashion, that's okay too, you can get in touch with me, we'll do baptisms again uh, as soon as we need to. Um, but hearing, hearing no leaps of joy, <laughs> we'll wait until the next time. Um, And now I get uh, the the further privilege as a pastor to invite all of you to come and receive the sacrament of Holy Communion. If baptism is the uh, sacrament of welcome and of cleansing, communion is the sacrament of sustenance and strength. And uh, I would remind all of you that artisan celebrates an open table so all who are following jesus in this place today are welcomed to this table you don't need to be a member of our church you don't have to have ever been here before if you're following jesus this is the sacrament is for you we often say it's the table not of the church but of the lord himself and uh, so the way we practice communion is to take a piece of the bread and dip it in one of the cups we have both wine and juice please choose the one that would be more appropriate for you and for your family um If you uh, are not a follower of Jesus and you're here in this place as an observer, we are so glad you're here and we want you to be comfortable too. Nobody will look at you sideways if you choose not to participate in this part of our service. We will have a member of the prayer team at the back of the room in the back right corner who'd be happy to pray with anybody who needs prayer at this time. And um, I would encourage all of you to respond to the Spirit as you sense the Spirit's leading in your life. Let's pray together and then our table will be open as we close with a couple more songs. Gracious God, we give you thanks for the beauty of new life in you and in the church, and we give you thanks for the promise of sustaining strength and life for those who follow you in this place. We pray that this intersection of baptism and communion would be a beautiful reminder of your work in our life, not just at a moment of conversion, but in all the days leading up to it and following it, that you are here among us. Help us to know your presence and to be drawn closer to you and to each other in this time. We pray through Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Uh, If you would like to remember your own baptism before you take communion, I'll leave the font here opened, um, and you can just come and process through. Uh, Let's continue to worship God in the sacraments and in song. Amen.